Welcome to the Grabbing the Brisket Podcast. We definitely appreciate the listen. Do us a favor and click the like and follow to keep up with what's latest going on with the Grabbing the Brisket crew. Also, do us a favor, man. Drop us a review. We would love to hear the feedback. Good, bad, or Alden would say indifferent. Dang it, Bobby. Just grab the brisket. Another day, another dollar. I, I like that saying. I don't know what it is, but I feel like just being here, it is what it is, right? Just feels I, good. I almost went into something make me holler. <laughs> right. Dollar. Got a dollar make now, you holler? Now we're rhyming. I, I, that's, that's, that, that was back in the day. Imagine making a dollar a day. Or a dollar a week. Ask the man, um, people out of other countries that make that now. A year. So, okay. That's right. Probably are yep. for sure. Perfect. To make a dollar a day. I don't yeah. think my kids don't make a dollar a day because they don't have a jet. Because they're freeloaders. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Little bastards. Yeah. Got to put them to work. <laughs> um, so we got an awesome interview coming up with Phil Breeden with Lucky Charms Barbecue slash LC Barbecue. Their uh, line of injections and rubs that they have out there are super awesome. We utilize a lot of them in our competition barbecue, and we utilize a lot of it just cooking in the backyard. Sure. I mean, it's not something that's just strictly just if you're out there just competing. Um, we use this stuff at home as well because, I mean, it. I, I kind of like, I guess, spoiled my wife just a little bit because when you cook a chicken and they, she tastes it, and she's like, oh, man, that's really good. That's really flavorful. I like that. And then you go back to the, ah, well, shit, I don't want to really brine it or I don't want to inject it. I'm just going to throw it on the grill and cook it. And I'm going to season it the same way. And then she tastes it and she's like, did you do something different? <laughs> That's the worst. That's the worst right there. That is the worst. No, I didn't do anything different. Right. Is, yes, is that worse than like using, you know, the seasoning and then, you know, taking it to your wife and they, they love it. And then the next time they're like, why didn't you use that seasoning? You're like, oh, well, I got to save it. For, for competitions, right. you know, that's, like, not, I, I, that's not for home. That's, yeah, for, that's for competition. For that's no, not no. for you. I'm not wasting this. <laughs> it don't work like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But super excited. So I mean, honestly, with without any delay, let's go ahead and get Phil on. Boom, love it. Yep. Hey guys, this is James from Grabbing the Brisket. So this week we have an awesome guest for you guys. We have Philip Breeden with LC Barbecue. And Lucky Charms competition barbecue team. So uh, a lot of the guys and uh, people out there in the barbecue world are probably familiar with Philip's uh, products as far as the, the injections and the seasonings go. I know we certainly are. Uh, but so, hey, Philip, we thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, shoot the shit and talk a little barbecue. Man, appreciate the invite, guys. Um I feel like I don't get to do this enough only because I am busy and I'm always glad when I make time to do it because I really enjoy doing it. Yeah, I imagine uh, you like uh, ourselves. I mean, we all kind of hold the, um, we all have kind of eight to five uh, jobs that we're doing. So, and then the, the weekend barbecue competition uh, is kind of our side gig. Uh, so I know with you being the, I guess, the 2020 IBC Cook of the Year. Correct. Correct. That I mean, and how many how many competitions did you do over that span? Um, man, you know what? So I know the number. Like 2018, I know I did 50 comps. 2019, I know I did 50 comps, and that's a real number, not like 49 or 51, because I keep a log of every comp I've ever done. Wow. Um, 
this year I didn't in, in an IBCA the year runs from July 1st until June 30th you know so it's not like January 1st to December 31st and then a lot of that was COVID um, we got shut down just comps did in general in March so you know I'm just gonna guess I mean if there's a comp I'm gonna go cook just because I enjoy competing and I like seeing I mean barbecue family is family friends and family i mean it's a part of our life so <clears throat> I, I rarely in the past three years have missed a comp when there's a comp to go cook and in a few handful of times like literally probably that's only maybe four or five weekends in three years that i could have cooked and i didn't and each time i mean one time i mowed the yard twice just because i didn't <laughs> you, know, you know what i mean sure uh, and that's a true story yeah. you know uh, be challenge, challenging like, your neighbor to a cook. Hey, let's. Uh, I challenge you to cook brisket. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I know my my wife and kids were like, "Hey, Dad, you really need to cook next weekend." You know, this this didn't work out well. You being at home on a Saturday. You know, um, <laughs> I was at, I was I was all, I was grumpy. You know, hey. I wasn't good company. They, I'm telling you right now. I need your wife to talk to my wife. That way, she will let me go do this crap on a Saturday. Because I, I guarantee you, I, I cook in one cook off on a weekend, and then the very next weekend, I'm like, "Hey, we got another one coming up." She's like, "Oh, you were just gone. Like, I can't. You need to be here more." I'm like, "I'm here every weekend. Like, what's going on?" So, yeah. So, really, tr- our our side was probably we were doing about twelve to fifteen cooks a year. And to do fifty, that's that's like some dedication. That's I mean that's that's a drive that, that a lot of people don't have, to be honest with you. Because it could be raining, it could be cold, it's whatever else, but you're still out there grinding. So that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, you know, that's a way to put it, but I don't really look at it that way. Um, I think when it becomes a grind, you know, we think of a grind, we think, man, you know, I'm tired. Uh, and I won't say that sometimes it's not because I get tired too. You know, I say there's, you know, for me, it feels like there's eight days in a week because really typically the only time I get to recharge or I slow down for any time at all is maybe Sunday afternoons, you know, because I, I do. I have a full-time job that I do and we travel to comp, we cook. I typically come home. I wake up really early on Sunday mornings. I drive home, depends on how far it is. You know, I get home and there's, I have it kind of dialed in to where there's minimal uh, things to do. Once I get home, I plug my trailer in, you know, bring in my clothes and, you know, I get a shower and I try to recharge and spend the rest of the time with the family. Monday, it's back at it, you know, and we do it all over again. Um, But to say it's a grind, you know, I like being out there and I think when it becomes a grind to where, you know, it's not fun. I'll slow down. But as long as I want to be there and as long as I enjoy it, it doesn't feel like a grind to me. It just feels like it's just what I do, you know, and it's what I want to do. Yeah, no, I, I can agree. Uh, and, and I'm going to say this to you, and I don't want you to be offended, okay? Um, okay. It's not a grind for people that go out there and kick ass and win all the time, okay? <laughs> Those people are happy and go lucky and cheerful, and maybe they've got a little, I don't know, Little, little lucky charms about them. I don't, I don't know. I know for the people that are sitting, getting those, hoping and praying, right? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Now, you, you're you're exactly right, I, and I probably should have said that, but um, no, no, it's okay. 
<laughs> I like keeping it light. It's no, fun. definitely, definitely. Um, and and you know, I I can go back and think like even the worst cook off I was ever at was like it was one of the best weekends. You know, the, where we where we stood in mud all freaking you know like for four days, right? Just stood in mud and you're you're in mud boots and. And and just trying to grind out and just trying to keep cooking, keep your head down, and, and and you know actually we've actually performed pretty well. I, I guess the worse the conditions are, the better we have performed in some of these places. Like Pasadena was a mud fest, and I remember walking around in these boots, and then we walk out with with we had a a, a first place chicken and a second place uh, brisket out there, right? So that to me was like, oh my god, it made it so much better just to just to have I don't know those so. I, I can go back and look at it, but those are probably some of the most the best memories we had as a, as a competition team or cooking team or whatever else. Uh, what's been your um, your biggest memorable win? Hmm. Um, I don't know. Just to comment on what you said, though, and, and then I'll come back to that because the thought hit my mind, and I say this um, quite often to close friends, and it might change someday, but, but winning don't get old, you know. I say that with every GC, and I appreciate every (laughs) GC I I got, and RGC, whatever. You know, I I, I think that to myself every time I have a successful cook, and I'm just like, man, you know what, this don't get old. And it might one day, you know, and that'll be more along the lines of if it's not fun anymore, if it's a grime, but, you know. (laughs) Might might be time to to hang it up if it's not fun anymore. And, you know, also along those lines, you know, we might have, I might, most people know this, but I'll recap shortly. So I started competing in 2015. And in 2015, I think I cooked eight or 10 cooks. And in 16, I cooked, you know, 10 or 12. And I think 17 was along those lines. And then 18 is really when I started. And I started on January 6th. And I think it was like, don't quote me. 682 days before I took a Saturday, before I was home on a Saturday, you mm. know. Um, but hey, along those stretch, man, guys, I'm out there with everybody else, and, and I have comps where I don't walk or I don't final table, you know. And early in my career, when I had those weekends, when I got home, I mean, I wanted to just like, I tell my wife, hey, you know, I'll be in the closet, you know, come get me in a week. Cause I just want to just hold up and like, it was a terrible feeling, you know? And I'm like, man, I don't, if it's going to be this way, this ain't fun. So that being said, you know, <clears throat> I tell this to a lot of people, especially guys that are close to me. Hey, <clears throat> not only do you have to learn how to win, you got to learn how to lose. You know, I think from learning how to lose is harder than learning how to win. So yeah, it's at least my take on it, you know. Sure. As far as um, my most memorable win, um, man, there's a that's a long list, you know. I've never really thought about it and isolated it. I mean, sometimes it's usually the last one, right? What's that? Sometimes it's just usually the last one, right? Yeah, um, probably so. I mean, I GC. Well, I don't know. I've had kind of several. I've got my log pulled up here. Um, hey, so I just did a KCBS in Waco last month. It was a two-day. It was a, a doubleheader. You know, it was overall two-day RGC. I was very proud of that. Um, I'm not a KCBS cook by trade, but 
I've been doing a few more lately, and you know, it's on my agenda this year to to do at least twenty four. Their season reset November first, and my goal is at least twenty four KCBS contests. Might be ambitious. There's a lot of travel involved, mm-hmm. but um, hey, look, I look at it as a challenge right now, and um, challenges are fun for me. Sure. Hey, I was real proud to do that well at that, and you know, and there was a lot of a lot of those KCBS teams that travel traveled to that cookoff, so it was a strong field, you know. Right. Um, right before that, GC um, and Kroll up in North Texas. The weekend before that, I GC Hockley. Over there um, near Houston. Yep. I was a lot cook. We had 57 teams the week before. Um, Friends for Wishes, RGC, 71 teams. Um, nice. It's been a good run lately, you know. And I say, hey, <laughs> when you're hot like that, just keep the foot on the gas because we can hit a rut at any time. And those aren't too fun to trudge through. But, you know, when we do, you just kind of, kind of, that's when the grind hits and, Hey, just grin and bear it, and you'll pop out of it sometime. You know, you'll figure it out, but get it while the getting's hot, right? I I would definitely agree. I, as far as a competition, and it's you know, I, it's amazing that you've had a lot of so much success. Um, and I'm not saying you haven't been doing this for a long time because you've definitely put the work in and and everything else. But uh, coming from a person that's been doing this almost 20 years on the competition circuit, man, you've got. You've got way more GCs than I even thought about having. So, uh, that first and foremost, it's not easy. Uh, and, and I'm sure when listeners hear this, that like competition, cooking, whatever else, it is not easy to get a grand champion. And yeah, I was going to say really quick. I mean, yeah. uh, for the people that probably aren't huge competition cooks, I mean, uh, GC stands for grand champion. Um, reserve grand champion uh, uh, was the other um, RGC. RGC, yeah. We probably have a lot of backyard cookers that probably maybe think about getting into the competition world or it primarily may just be backyard cooks trying to up their their brisket, their chicken, and their, their rib game. Uh, and I, I was going to ask you, I mean, I mean, it's one of the questions that we kind of like ask uh, some of the people, the, 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 the guests that we have on. Like, was there a, a certain person, like a mentor or somebody that, that kind of got you into this whole sport of barbecue or was it something you just like? You just ran across the competition, like, "Hey, I, I cook, I cook in the backyard. I think I should probably just try this." Yeah. So, you know, I wouldn't want to leave anybody out of that because I would say, especially early in my career, there's a lot of people that kind of um, were willing to lend a hand and just kind of teach me the ropes because uh, I went into my first comp not knowing very much at all, yeah. like most of us do, right? Hey, all, and not to make this. Yeah, not to make his head any bigger than it is, but the person that got me involved in my first comp is Rob Rogers. Um, he lives in Vider, so I don't know if he's watching or not. But Yeah, you know, shout out to Rob. I won't ever forget that, right? So, he and I, uh, I mean, this kind of all started. We're cooking at the deer camp, you know. We're drinking beer. Everybody is. And there's free barbecue. And, of course, it was the best they ever had. <laughs> so you feel good about that. And he's like, oh, man, you ought to do a comp. And I'm like, yeah, where are those? You know, when, where you find those at? He's like, oh, well, there's one next month in Silsby. He said, I'll get you the fire. I'll, I'll cook it with you. I'm like, that's great. So we signed up for that. And we actually, as a team, cooked about, I think it was five or six comps 
that year. And we did really well. You know, we hit first place brisket. And I say we because we were cooking as a team as we first started out, you know, for just say half of 2015. And, uh, man, we did well. You know, had that first place brisket at that comp. I think the next one we hit first place brisket again. And See, that's where, you, know, that's, that's where you get sucked in. You get that that, that immediate. So at the first comp, and this was a GoTection, and they kind of run things different, maybe at every different one, I'm not sure. But they only there was 19 teams. They only called the top three in each category. So, you know, they called chicken. And at the time, Rob said, hey, look, I just want to do the, you know, I'll kind of be over the brisket. And, you know, you do what you want on ribs and you do what you want on chicken because I don't even like chicken. <laughs> so they started calling chicken and, you know, nothing. And then ribs, nothing. And they started calling brisket and it was nothing until they got first. And it was our number. And, you know, I had some family there. And then we hollered and, like, we just probably won the American rule. Yeah. <laughs> to grab enough attention, they're like, whoa, and they're pretty happy about winning. And I didn't really care. And I still I still feel that way, right, when I win. Yeah. But I just control it maybe a little bit better. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, that's who got me started was Rob Rogers. And, you know, there's a good group, you know, where I grew up from. I grew up in Sour Lake, Texas my whole life um, up until – Earlier this year, my family and I, we moved to Bandera, so now we're north to San Antonio. But um, Rob and Kevin Miller and Sonny, CJ, Derek, there's a whole group there. Corey Nelson, Jeff Hill, you know, some good guys that kind of helped me get started in competition barbecue and on the right path, you know. Yeah. And the rest of it from there, um, <laughs> my chicken didn't hit, my ribs didn't hit, and I was on a mission to make them better. And I did. It took some time, to, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, and then eventually Rob, later that year, got another job. He was busy, and he couldn't cook, and I wanted to cook all the time. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to do my thing. And rest, I guess, is history from that point. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, and, you know, we all know how much work goes into doing a cook-off, just, you know, just to begin with, you know, and then you're doing so many of them. You're like, I couldn't imagine, man, just the amount of work you've put in over the time, you know, just, just to – you know, to perfect your craft, you know, per to, per se, you know what I mean? Yeah, doing as many as I do, um, you know, you do that many and you kind of get things dialed in to make life easier, the process easier. You know, you got routines for sourcing your meat and just being prepared, right? I've got systems in place for when I need to, you know, oh, I'm out of gloves. Okay, so I need to get a case of gloves or Oh, I need full. So I've got a list, and I put that on there, and I do it what I cook. Otherwise, I just can't remember, you know. And then I've got it simple with the porch trailer. Uh, my family helps out a lot. My wife, my girls, um, they're 14, and they're getting to the age where they like to earn money. And, you know, when Dad gets home on wednesday or thursday their their job to get paid and they enjoy it and they look forward to it is to do the dishes and i'm like i hope this never ends you know yes. i'm gladly paid to, for to hit the reset button you know so it, it makes it nice i have help I'm not for, doing it on my own the sure, hardest sure. part of is the travel you know so for the, for the, the people comp- that are that are doing the uh, the the comp the the multiple competitions like we're doing every weekend type competitions is it is it kind of beneficial for these people to 
maybe get a trailer, uh, the porch trailer, and have have all their stuff in there as opposed of you know loading the truck down and pulling a barbecue pit and all that good stuff. I mean, would would you would you recommend people going out there? I mean, if that's truly uh, what they're what they're going to do and do that every weekend, day and day day and out, to maybe get a porch trailer, have all their stuff there, have the the pit on it. Yeah, you know, but I mean, we're not talking about, hey, look, this is a cool knife you should buy. You know, porch trailer is a large investment, and not everybody can, that's not just so easy as getting it. Of course I'd recommend it, you know, or or whatever that setup is. I mean, I started out with a pop-up and, you know, uh, totes and loading this and that, and it was just a, it was like, felt like it was six or eight hours, like, to get ready for a comp. Yeah. And... You know, now I, I'm from, okay, I'm going to leave to let me get up and I'm 30 minutes and I'm on the road. And that's just really like unplug my trailer, fill my water tank and ask my wife if I forgot anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's much easier. I don't have to worry about as much stuff. If you do a comp once every six months, you're like, man, what, what recipes was I running <laughs> last? And do I have any shakers of that man you know what that injection's hard i need to get another and you're just all over the board right yeah and you do it week in and week out everything kind of stays dialed in you know does that make sense it makes it a does. lot of sense man actually yeah, so as far as the porch trailer yeah and may don't even have to be a porch trailer if it's a cargo trailer i don't have to load it up and i don't have to unload it when i get home so it minimizes my downtime you know or my time that i spend just getting prepared or cleaning up or whatever. It makes it easier. It makes me able to cook more. If I would, that makes sense. I would one hundred percent agree because I mean like coming from you know, we uh, our 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 team that we were we were, were cooking on and there'd be like you know, we've got this huge travel trailer they were bringing out. We had two barbecue pits that could hold actually three barbecue pits. You look at both sides of it. Uh, we had I don't know how many tables. We had a full bar. Where I mean, like, there, there was so, so much stuff coming out. They were like, just when Sunday happened, have you stayed till Sunday? It was the biggest, you're like, chore. Like, I don't want to clean this up. I don't even want to. Who wanted this type of thing? I didn't want to invite 100 people out here. And this is, you know, uh, and I, I could not agree, you know, condensed, concise. Um, your setup is, is, is really, really awesome. Uh, another one I saw that I thought was really good was Warpig's uh, setup. Have, have, have you seen his setup before? Yeah. I've been in and out of Dennis's rig, and yeah, yeah he's got it. He's got it dialed in. He in does a similar format to make it a little easier, right? It yep. it does, yeah. And so I, I just, like I, I, competition uh, speaking. Like if you could, you know, lessen the time you're 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 setting up, less time you're tearing down. But really, what it's like, it's it's more time to focus on what you're doing as far as like the meat, the times, um, the, the the prep time as far as trimming, and you know, like, you know, pulling the chicken off a or, or pulling the skin off a chicken and trying to get in there and and get some of that extra fat out of that out of that skin or something can can be had. Versus, I, I see guys all the time they they pull up and they they're not prepared and they're scrambling. And they're running around, and you could tell, like, oh my god, this is almost like a train wreck. And you know, you could get lucky and do really well. It's all—it all comes down to the the judges at some point. Uh, but the more consistent you are, the better you are. And, and I think you have proven that you are very, 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 extremely, very consistent. And, and that's that's why you're that's why you're winning. 
Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, and on a side note, I might have been that guy that was a little unprepared at a couple of comps because I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> I've showed up late a couple of times. I've rolled in at like two in the morning, like okay, time to get to work. So, um, so, so sometimes, what, I'm, what, and it's not as fun. But you couldn't have you couldn't have been more spot on about it. Provides you more time to focus. So you got pop ups to do, and we're going to set this up. And hey, we got we're doing twelve briskets. The family's coming out, and everybody we know. Well, that takes time and attention, um, and that's going to detract from you focusing on your comp needs. At the end of the day, man, I'm there to cook. I'm there in the IBCA. I'm there to turn in nine brisket slices, nine ribs, and two half chickens, and that's it. And that's all I'm going to worry about. You know, I'm, I'm a minimalist when it comes to that. I cook one brisket most of the time. I cook two racks of ribs, and I only cook one chicken. So that's it. And I focus on my turning, and that's it. You know, I got I got one shot at it, and don't mess it up. That's my philosophy. Hey man, so, have you looked you know, uh, like I'll cook four or five racks of ribs? I'll pick the best. Most of the time, sometimes I cook three, but most of the time I cook two. And you know, it puts pressure on me. Not pressure; it's in a good way. It makes me focus in knowing, hey, they're in a backup plan. Don't jack this up. You know. Sure. I find that when I cook more, um, my attention is spread across more meat. And I'm not as focused, it's just dialed in. But yep. that's me. Yep, yep. So uh, what do you think about this whole new uh, Texas Barbecue Society, man? Oh, I think it's exciting. You know, yeah. um, uh, Sean and Seth and the Dirty Underwear gang are great guys, good <laughs> friends of mine. Um, they put together something really cool, and I, I believe it's working. Um, I'm sure there's uh, kinks to be worked out like with anything else. Sure, but sure. You know, I haven't cooked one yet. I've been invited, but, you know, I'm on the other side of the state now, so it makes it a little harder as they grow and expand. And I've talked to Seth especially. Hey, it's going to, you know, I'll be at one soon. But everybody I've talked to that's done it is a big fan. So I'm a fan of competition barbecue, so I think it's a good thing. Where where, where are you living at now? Or are you said other side of the state. You know, what, what, what part of Texas are you in? Bandera. Bandera, nice. Oh, jeez. Yeah, okay. So I'm, you know, an hour north of San Antonio. I'm oh, 30 yeah. minutes south of Kerrville. Yeah, so. yeah. Not I'd too s- far away from uh, uh, the Frio River, Concan, and all that good stuff. Yeah, Concan's an hour west. You know. Yeah. So all that stuff, I'm kind of like in the heart of all of it. Yeah, yeah. I like I like Bandera. Yeah, nice area. Where is uh, Sour Lake exactly? Yeah, Sour Lake is um, 30 about 30 minutes west of beaumont so east oh, okay i did not know that yeah okay these guys looking at me like i was supposed to I know that well you're <laughs> right for, I, I, look, I looked at alden over here because like man you were like are you asking the guy like where is this on the map or something because like, sour lake is nowhere near <laughs> san antonio usually yeah. alden has family there or somewhere right, right. yeah that's funny well i'm that's from good. i'm from the uh, panhandle area in texas so I don't, i'm not too familiar with you know the east texas hey but. most of the people who know where sour lake is live in sour lake that makes sense <laughs> right right that's fine that's, so uh, uh yeah i'm sorry one of the big things that, that that i guess we were introduced what was the first one you had was the injection was the foul play injection is, is, is that correct yeah, correct that's the first product i developed and released and i released it um july 4th 2018 so we're 
two and a half years deep with LC Barbecue. So I, I will say, um, I, I'm, and I'm not sure what it takes to do this, and I, I don't mm-hmm. know if I have a, um, a creator mindset, uh, but mm-hmm. I have an entrepreneurial mindset. My mind works that way, right? Um, so I, I, when it comes to business or whatever, I, I find myself, I'm, I'm really, it comes natural, um, even with speaking and even with just, just I don't know, whatever it is. Uh, but uh, when it comes to creating something from scratch, that is something that I am very, uh, I'm envious of. I, I just, I, I don't know, I, you know, you just don't know, what you, it, it come, maybe it comes easy to you or whatever else. I have no idea what it takes to create an injection, and I, I know you can mix them up and you can try different things and whatever else. But for you to, to start off with an injection, to me, is kind of uh, backwards almost. Are you are you asking him for the recipe for his injection? Is that what you're doing? I was right getting now? there, John. I was getting there. Damn it! Shit. Uh, no, but seriously, that to me is a that is a uh, it's to me it's kind of backwards how you started with the injection and and also with the chicken with the chicken injection. So, uh, how did that process start for you? Do you just like hey this is this is working for me and I I'm going to mix this up and try this for an injection or yeah is there kind of something you can kind of talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. I'll be glad to. And this is going to make a lot more sense, or I hope it can shed some light on how that evolved. And it wasn't business minded when it started in, in any kind of way. I had, I had no thought, like 0% of, hey, I'm going to figure out a chicken injection and I'm going to market it and I'm going to create this really cool, successful company. That was like 0% thought process. Turns out, if you get your ass handed to you enough in chicken, you'll work a little harder to figure out something that might hit for you. And that's literally how it started, you know? So if you remember early in my story, Rob, you know, he's like, I don't care what you do with chicken. You do whatever you want. I don't want to trim it. I don't want to prep it. It's all you. You know what I mean? Yep. Turns out I wasn't very good at it because <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> when my first chicken walk was, but I think it was, you know, um, I hope it was before our creative foul play, but it might have not been. So I, I, that was by far my weakest category starting out in competition my first year, you know, um, and I struggled with it. And there's a lot of really good products out there, you know, butchers, Cosmos, the list is endless. Just you couldn't find anything to work for me, you know. And so I just went all mad scientists in the kitchen and started mixing some products, like you said. And I kind of got onto something. I kind of keep tweaking it, you know. And it didn't really take that many tries before, wow, this is really working and I'm really getting calls. You know, I think maybe in probably 2018, even before our list, 2017, 2018, I don't know, at one point in one year, I think I had, I don't know, nine first place chickens or something like that. It was a big number. You know, I was pretty hot chicken. That was my forte. It's developed over the years or whatever it is. But, um, you know, for two, like I told you guys, two years after I created Foul Play, it was two years before I released it, you know. And it was probably a year into it when my maybe it popped in my mind. And, um, you know, I leaned on, you mentioned Dennis Butterworth. You know, I went to him and said, at the time, it just created FUBAR. And he had just, I don't know if he had won the HEB Quest for the Best yet. He had. So he had just won that, and, you know, he figured out that, how to 
how to bottle it and label it and make a business out of it. So I leaned on his knowledge and he pointed me in the right direction and not knowing anything about that stuff, which was a little intimidating or a little maybe scary. I just didn't kind of know where to go, but I figured it out, you know, right. and once I figured first product, you know, my mind started turning and like, Hey, so this, this is not going to be successful with one product. I didn't feel like it would, you know, Hey, yeah, you got a great, chicken injection and yeah it was super hot it's still to this day i mean tons of people use it and i appreciate that but i felt like my business couldn't grow without more products so having a successful injection i immediately started working on a brisket injection which was the development of play bull and you know i had teams run that instant success was good it was just you know it was something different on the market right and, and I always strive to make, I was never trying to make or copy anything else anybody was doing. I was doing my own thing in my mind, if that makes sense. Sure. No, it does. Yeah, that's awesome. That's all, like I said before, I don't, I, I think James here probably has, and John here probably has a more of a creator mindset than, um, than especially what I do, um, to be honest. Uh, I think even, real hell, even Alden and Matt, maybe I'm the one holding us back. I don't know, guys. Uh, probably but but no but I, I do see now you've got a full line out for the lc barbecue um uh store was it lc barbecue shop is that is that, is that am i saying that right yeah so www.lcbbqshop.com is our website that um we've recently we've been operating off of our facebook uh lc barbecue page for a couple of years and then I got a really good friend, Rick Dixon, who reached out to me, I guess it was maybe six months ago, and um, says, hey, I want to work with you. You know, I want to do some marketing for you. And he built the website for me, and he's working on videos and content, and I can't appreciate enough what he's done. Um, so I feel like we're gr- we are growing, and, you know, we're growing pretty fast, so... It's a, it's a lot to keep up with now, but it's exciting at the same time. Well, let's talk about uh, the products that you have. Uh, so some of the listeners out there that can uh, kind of understand w- w- what you have out there, and then hopefully they'll go out there and uh, maybe scoop up a couple of bottles of rub or injections and hopefully try to <laughs> yeah. increase and improve their, their competition or their just normal backyard cooking. So I know you, you, we have – we have the chicken rub or the chicken injection, which is a foul play. Yeah so, we have, yeah, so we have four injections on the market. We've got foul play, which is our chicken injection. We've got two brisket injections, play bull and angry bull. I get asked probably more than any other question is what's the difference in those two. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but as long as you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't, I don't mean to steal your thunder. <laughs> when I get done, I can. Um, but I'll go ahead and say it. So... The difference in those two, look, I've had in 20, 2018, I was fourth overall in IBCA. I was second overall in brisket, and all I did was run play bull. You know, um, I felt like, and really how that developed is when I was developing play bull, play bull almost wasn't play bull. And I mean that is I was I had a couple recipes that I really liked. And I ended up releasing Play Bull. I immediately went to like working on a pork injection 
and that's when I think it was maybe in February of 19 when I released Boss Hog, which mm-hmm. is our pork injection. Yep. And then I was kind of stuck for a little bit, and I'm like, so what am I going to do next? And I wasn't really, you know, my thought process was, you know, I think there's a lot of room in the market for good injections. And I wasn't ready to move on to rubs. It was on my agenda, but I just wasn't ready because I felt like there was still a void. And, you know, fast forward a year later or, or whatever time frame that was, I think it was, well, it was, um, well, I started running Angry Bull at the Wool in 2018, late 2018, maybe, I don't know, 2019, maybe, 2019, yeah, it was last, nah, sorry guys, I don't know the time frame. No, you're, you're good, good. we're guys, was, we, can't, <laughs> we can't remember last week. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it was later, and that was the recipe that almost was playful, and they're different, right? So at the end of the day, the answer is, they're just two different flavor profiles, and, you know, the, the year, the first full year I ran Angry Bull, I either ended up, I guess if that was 19, I think I might have been second overall in brisket. And I know I was first overall this year. And I've been running Angry Bull since I released it, primarily. Every now and then I'll use Play Bull. And my main difference, how I distinguish them, um, if I'm running Wagyu, I typically use Angry Bull. I just think it finishes out smoother and complements it better. And if I'm running an Angus brisket, or when I feel like maybe needs a little more help, I use play bull. So Okay. That's the explanation between the two for me. I actually like that. I think that's that's a value added for a lot of people that especially in the competition circuit that they look at look at getting both as like you can look at that as being like, Okay, yeah, if you're running uh, a Wagyu brisket, then this is what this is what I've been using or this is what's been working, but on the other side of it, I think that's that's that that's pretty awesome. Um, so so you have the four injections out. And the one thing I've noticed yeah, is that um, you have uh, the, the three seasonings, right? You, you've got the you got the dry rub, the the, the the certified, the rawhide, and the last call, which I love the names by the way. Um, to me, I think you're 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 picking up on something that we've kind of done in the past that we talk about all the time, is that, um, and I'm not sure if you're if you agree with me or not, but hopefully you, you do. Um, it's all about the layer, the layering of your seasonings. Uh, I think I knew you were going to say that. I almost cut you <laughs> off and said, "Don't give away my secret." <laughs> and I'm telling you right now, what well, you, you saw three. I saw three rubs out there, and I'm thinking, okay, I don't know how much to put of what's on there, but I'm telling you right now, I'm layering all three of those rubs on my brisket or on my meat or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, is is there any truth to that or no? I won't tell you how much to put either unless you take my clash. There it is. But I will tell you, and you're all, you're on the right track. I love it. I love it. I like your strategy. Okay. Yeah. Hey, you can't because hey, it's my. Yeah. If you're not, if what is it? If you're not cheating, you ain't. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I. Yeah, I'm, I'm always going to try to pick up on something. So. So I, I'm familiar with the uh, a, a few of the rest. So the rawhide. Uh, that's the kind of the all-purpose. Is that like the Correct. SPG type type yeah, rub? So, yeah, and I'll just briefly kind of round out the line. We went okay. through the, the four injections. We got the foul play, play bull, angry bull, boss hog. And at that point, I felt kind of saturated. I, I felt comfortable where I was at with the injection. And honestly, guys, the way I build my product line is from a competition cook standpoint. And 
look, I use all my products, every comp. I don't get, you know, and if I don't have something that's working, I go create something else. Yeah. And I don't release a product until I've won with it. I, I have the utmost confidence I can take any of these products and win or it doesn't get released. And I've shelved quite a few products. So it doesn't always work out like I want. I like the flavors. I like the profile. I run it at comps. All of my stuff is comp proven before I release it. And, you know, I have something. I'm on, I feel like it's good. I run it at five or six comps and I can't get it to hit. And I'm like, you know what? Time to put it on the back burner. We're going to shelve it. Maybe we'll come back to it. Maybe we won't. So I've got a lot of projects like that because developing products takes a lot of time. Like on the short end, four or five months. Like it's, it's really fast. So, um, you know, I don't want to be the company that just blasts out products to say you got a product for everything. I really, I got to believe in them before I release them. Oh, yeah. So, I, yeah, I can, I can fully 100% like, attest to that. Yeah, because so rounded I, out through the injections at that point. Go ahead. I've tried to, and I'll tell the people listening, everything that I've tried of yours has been superb. It's been top-notch. It, we, we do get a lot of lot of companies that do send us rubs and, and stuff for us to, to try out. And some have been good. Uh, some have not been so good. Uh, but I, I can say 100%. I mean, from what I have tried, I've tried the certified rub. And I've tried the rawhide, and I've tried the foul play. All have been superb. I appreciate that. Um, that's my intent when I release it. And I'm sure at some point, you know, um, I believe in all my products. And when I release them, I wholeheartedly believe in them. And I guess at some point I'll swing and miss. I hope I don't. So far, I hadn't. You know, they all work for me. They continue to work for me. I I, I I don't know if I've ever had anybody go, man, I kind of, well, maybe, but whatever. We won't go there. <laughs> you know, hey, they're out there. Our haters are out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, they're um, always out there. It's, it's, it's not a surprising when somebody goes, yeah, I don't care for that. You know, I don't get that very often. Whatever. Right. It is what it is. So at least, you know, the people out there know the intents there. That I'm, you know, I'm not putting out a product to have a product. that <laughs> When it comes out, I believe in it. I use it, and I won't hesitate for a second to to use that product, if that makes sense. So once I rounded out those injections, I knew I was going to move towards rubs. And then again, we're back to a learning curve because, um, okay, they're not in the bags that I figured out how to source and then make labels for. And I wanted all my products to look very professional. I wanted it to look like something that was in HEB, although that's not my target retail market. I didn't want it to look like something I did, you know, on a printer in the kitchen. You know what I mean? <laughs> I wanted them to look really good and attractive and have a good product in them. So I figured out the learning curve for rubs. And in my mind, I'm like, man, let me just start with something not overly complicated and 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 just have a all-purpose, you know? I thought it was a good place to start. And <clears throat> I so undervalued that or didn't give it the credit it deserves today because I really didn't know how special of a product that I had. Um, but that wasn't a thought process at the time. It was like, hey, let's just have an all-purpose and kind of figure out where I go in the rub game. Turns out it's, it's really good, you know, 
or, or most people think it does, and I'm, I'm really a big fan. So, and it just kind of keeps growing, and word gets out, and a lot of people use it and really like it, and we get compliments all the time. In fact, we just um, submitted our rubs. Sorry, I know I'm skipping around, guys, but... No, you're good. Um, good. Certified um, was the next one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Rawhide, then Certified. That's our, what we call, geared towards pork mainly, and it's good on chicken, too. And then Last Call's our last one that we developed, and we released. That was our um, Corona project, or <laughs> our COVID project, there it is. I call it. Uh, Back in March or April, whenever comps were kind of shut down, we couldn't go to comps. And I cooked more at home in those couple few months than I have in years because I really don't cook at home much because I cook so much in the weekends, you know, at comps. So I was kind of bored and I started playing around and that's when I created Last Call. And and it was just, (laughs) I really like it on beef. And I use it at the house a lot, and it's turned into just a great rub for me and comps, and it has its place, and it works in really well. So all of them work in unison together to me and for what I do really well. Um, so I'm really at a happy spot where my lines is rounded out right now, but not enough to stop and not develop products. Right, so. right. Well, I, I can tell you if – for somebody that's you know, not creating rubs or whatever else, that always is always looking for a different rub and a different taste and a different whatever. Um, I think when you find a rub that you're you're sitting in the morning and you're going to make breakfast and you're going to make some fried potatoes or something, and you're like, oh, you know what? I got some of this rub over here. Like that to me is what an all-purpose rub is, right? It's it's that one rub you can grab and you're going to put that shit on everything. That's that's what I'm always envisioning, and I, I think you've done that uh, with, with 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 those. So I, I've not tasted the the, the rawhide, the, the certified, but I have tasted the rawhide, uh, and so yeah, I, I think it's what you've done here. So that's 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 pretty awesome, and and again, uh, that's not easy to do. So I know you put a lot of work into this. Whatever else, I think we have. Um, I think we have a couple of questions. So we we, we blasted this out earlier. Like, what is? You know, if you have any questions for for you, and uh, we, we we got a couple of people that have questions. So you, do you mind responding to that? I'd be glad to. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So the first one we got was. <laughs> yeah. The first one is what is your chicken recipe? No. The first one is uh, from Big Salinas Barbecue, and he Next. just asked. <laughs> Uh, you mentioned you've been cooking more at home. What is your favorite thing to cook that's not like one of your competition meats? Um, why do we ask such a hard question first? <laughs> that's, that's from Big Salinas. So we don't know. Yeah. Uh, Carmen is my wife. She's listening to me uh, on this podcast. What's what? Yeah, she's right. Um, you know, I cook steaks a lot at the house, right? You know, everybody likes steak. So I cook steaks at home. But, you know, probably more along the lines, especially in the fall, um, you know, me or one of the kids kills a deer, fresh backstrap, you know, on the grills, delicious oh, yeah. um, doves, a lot of wild Um, You know, we're, we live off the land quite a bit as far as that goes. So, 
that's more of what I'll end up cooking, you know, and in that time of the year, you know, whether it's in the dove field with a group of friends, you know, um, aside from competition, because I love cooking at competitions and three meets and all that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's not oh, what yeah. you have. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Uh, the next one is from so, Texas Brew Hopper. And uh, they just asked, what is your favorite beer? Do you even drink beer? Are you, uh, are you a liquor guy? Uh, my favorite beer right now or like a list of all of them? Over no, the just past? right now. What's right your now. go-to? I'm drinking a Lone Star Light right now. Hey, you can't be Lone Star. Yeah. Okay. So that's my favorite beer right now. Yeah. Ask me. Ask me a gun in six months. It'll probably be different. Right. Right. That was from that was from uh, Texas Brew Hopper. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, listen, if you get a chance, uh, there's one that's out of um, Lagrange area. It's called Bluff yeah. Beer. Okay. Uh, it's good. You got to try it. It's really good. Okay. And this last one is from. Uh, well, I like drinking a lot of beer. So I'll put it on my list. There it is. Yeah, right there. I down. do. About a lot of beer, so yeah. This last one is from uh, Fred Robles, and uh, he asked, "Is it true that you use brisket au jus on your beard as a moisturizer?" Well, coming from a hand model, I would expect a question <laughs> like that. That's so good. Uh, I had to, he uh, he posted that I'll on Facebook. It. I had to ask Fred. Yeah, so Fred, if you really want to know, I'd encourage you to take my class. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Shots fired. That was a joke, yep. Fred. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean that in 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 a loving love you, Fred. <laughs> no, and that's that's one of the great things about this whole uh, cooking barbecue and, and doing competitions and sport, I mean, it really is kind of a, just a huge family event. So, I mean, whether you have your family out or you have your, your normal friends that come out that pretty much end up becoming your family, I think that's what's really, really great about this whole sport that really kind of sucks people into because it is so just inviting and welcoming that you're able to go out there and have such a great time. And a lot of people are very just forthright and just, you know, sharing knowledge and helping people out like, oh, you need to do this or, hey, let me help you on this. Oh, you have a problem with this. How about this? Oh, hey, you don't have a, uh, hey, I got extra spare ribs that you can, you know, it, it just so, I guess, genuine and authentic to 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 be a part of that and to experience that and that's why we all kind of just still kind of do it and uh, uh it's such a blast for me and i know it is for these guys here and i know it is for you um one thing we do kind of yeah. ask the 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 one question we ask and a lot of people that we ask they either they give us an answer or they or they just kind of skirt around it just a little bit and, and entirely up to you because uh, we all didn't just roll out of bed and just start cooking great barbecue or we all didn't roll out of bed, just start grilling great food. We've all kind of stumbled and failed just a little bit somewhere. So one of the running things that we have on the podcast is the barbecue fail. And when we talk about our own fails uh, and, and the, the guests that come on talk about their fails and it's almost kind of a learning experience that we can sit there and share with the listeners that hopefully maybe they don't make the same mistakes that we make. So is there a 
notable barbecue fail that you can probably share with us and the listeners? How much time do we have left? All <laughs> night. <laughs> How many you got, man? Come on. <laughs> okay, so I'll start that by saying I probably, you know, don't catch I, I probably have the fear of more fear of failing than I have fails. Thankfully, um, you know, I have the same fears, I guess. Maybe we all do. Maybe we don't. I mean, I don't want to burn my food, yep. you know, and just it's it's dreadful for me to think of missing a turn in. Um, I don't know. It's a fear I've always had. Like, I don't know. It happens every now and then. Right. And I'm. Just like man, it just seems like it would be the end of the world if I yeah. ever missed a turn. That's not happening and to me. I'm everybody's not watching me walk back with <laughs> yeah. the box. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's not happening. That's a walk of shame. I'm right a hundred. Yeah, I'm 179 competition cookoffs deep, and knock on wood, as I am right now, I haven't missed a turn in yet. But I guess if I could keep competing long enough, that's going to happen, and it's just going to be a bad day. But that's not my story. So I'm thankful for that um i have at times had problems with um fire management (laughs) too little and too much um too much lends toward i guess the story we'll go with you know or what i think is probably (laughs) it's kind of funny like it would have been it would have just made a great bloop for real if it had been on video (laughs) And this was, I don't know, it was three or four, I don't know, four years ago. And we were at a comp, and they had the cooks meeting on Friday, I want to say at six o'clock. Keep in mind, this is four years ago, so details are fuzzy, but whatever. And they also had um, cook's choice turn in at seven. And Carmen, my wife, decided, you know, at the time... She would dabble in desserts or um, choice. I've, I haven't done a lot of those over the years. Every now and then I'll do that. But most of the time, once again, I just think it's a detractor from the three meats. And that's why I'm there. Yep. She was cooking. She did a, you know, she did a, I think it was maybe a bacon wrapped chicken breast. Well, well there's bacon involved. I know there was bacon. <laughs> so, <laughs> so whatever it was, I'm pretty sure it was bacon wrapped chicken breast, but I don't know. It was bacon wrapped something, and and I think it was chicken because it needed to be cooked. So we, you know, I had the pit going. I, I lit my pit. It's a reverse flow offset, and you know, say maybe five thirty, we put that on, or whatever it was. Go to the cooks meeting at six, and then turn in for that is at seven. Get back to camp, check the pit. Fire's kind of not where it needed to be, and. I'm going to just stick with bacon wrapped chicken because it needed to be cooked and it was nowhere near being safe to turn in. So I don't really remember this, but apparently I had a lot of wood, you know, and because <laughs> I needed to cook this quick, right? So it wouldn't be raw. And then I'm looking at the pit and I'm, I'm getting some weird smoke, you know, mainly from like the firebox area. Oh, yeah. And cook, I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't look right. Long story short, you know, I go over there, I open the cook chamber, and I've got this enormous grease fire. <laughs> and at the time, the way my pit operated, when I lift the 
the lid, I had a latch and kind of like latch it. Well, I just was so used, I threw it up and latched it, and these flames started coming out. (laughs) Now you're panicking, and this goddamn lid is just open. (laughs) Yeah, no, and when I say fire, there was there was flames shooting out of the pit. So you had a uh, bacon wrap pit at this point, right? But I know all these flames are coming out. And I couldn't get inside. It's on my porch trailer. The pit's on the back. So the way I, with with the door up, I couldn't get in the trailer. I had to run around to the side door to get my fire extinguished. That's how bad this was in my mind. Like, I I think I'm about to burn my trailer down. Oh, my God. If you can envision this, it's funny in hindsight because it didn't burn down. But it was close. <laughs> so I grabbed the fire extinguisher out of, out of the trailer, and I'm coming back, and I, I step out of the door, catch an extension cord, I face plant, <laughs> I've got blood running down my forehead, you know, all in one motion. I feel like Bruce Willis in Die Hard or something. Yeah. And, you know, and I just I put this pit out like with fire extinguisher in the whatever oh, comes my out. Goodness. I, a powder dust the entire pit oh, you know yeah. so did you turn the chicken in <laughs> um yeah. hey did we turn that in <laughs> no <laughs> first, hey first place somebody ate that somebody <laughs> ate it hey by the way the, a chicken injection is actually part of abc powder from the extinguishers so yeah, I, I just asked my wife she said we didn't turn that in <laughs> Thank God, we probably would have killed somebody. <laughs> but um, and, you know, and, and when that happened, I turned around. Man, there's like third, like all the other teams are like looking like they're watching Jerry Springer or something. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> like, are you serious? This guy runs over. He yeah. goes. Uh, he tells my wife, he goes, "Hey." Uh, Man, I'm a, I'm a volunteer fire department. He did everything right. And it's like, <laughs> she tells me the story in hindsight. I'm like, where was that guy? I mean, right. like. <laughs> hey, I'm bleeding right now. I don't, I don't know. You're standing off in the weeds like, uh, can you please help here? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, um, all that being said, I t- immediately took a water hose to the pit and cleaned the entire pit from like, you know. Obviously, you know, cooking chamber, fire, everything. Probably the cleanest it's ever been since it was built. And I lit a a hot fire in it, not as hot as to catch a grease fire, but, um, you know, just let that die. So I could cook on it the next day, and and we did. And I think I hit first place chicken. I think I was maybe third overall. There it is. There it is. There it is. It wasn't a total fail. So what, no, no. what you're saying is that the from the fire allowed you to to clean everything out and then get third overall. Yeah, and that's a that's a win. That's a barbecue win right there. Look, so I've had really good like grease fires kind of follow me. Not really. I think I've had three. But <laughs> that's quite a bit. <laughs> Philip, I'm not gonna lie to you, Philip. That's quite a bit. I, I'm not disappointed when I get a grease fire because I feel like it's going to be a good weekend. There it is. Other than- <laughs> That's awesome, man. They're not good. Guys. Clean your pitch. <laughs> That's freaking fantastic. Yeah, we love it. <laughs> hey, uh, Phil, so hit us one more time where, where the people can get a hold of you and where, where the people can get a hold of uh, and check out your products uh, 
and purchase your products. Where can the people find you at? Yeah, for sure. Um, before I do that, hey, we didn't mention Hinge Ranch. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This product that we have out um, that we just released a couple months ago, and that's our competition brand. Um, excited about that. It's done really well. We sold out like their first pallet in like a few days, and um, we're out right now, but hopefully we'll have some soon. It's just been a hard year. What's what's it, what's it called again? Hindrench. Hindrench. And then what's the recipe? <laughs> <laughs> I'll email you. All right, perfect. Oh, okay. See, see <laughs> I'm just like, hey, I'm always trying. I'm always trying. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to put an order in for that and the last call so I can try that out. <laughs> okay, we appreciate that. Hey, so you can check out our website, www lcbbqshop.com um i'm philip breeden on facebook man i'm 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 an open book for the most part people message me all the time some people i know some people i have no clue and i and i answer honestly so reach out to me if you if you feel like it i'll get to you as soon as i can um yeah so that's how you can get a hold of our products or me I love awesome. it. I love it. And then also uh, the barbecue classes. Yeah, so we did our first class last year or earlier this year, I should say. I think it was in February, um, and we're shooting to uh, do that again this February. I haven't. It's kind of like sneaking up, and it keeps like the clocks ticking. And I've got a lot of irons in the fire, so I really just I got to get something figured out and nail down some dates. I do probably plan on having it at our place here in bandera so just um you know we'll announce that on our lc barbecue facebook page and of course i'll share it so if you're follow us and it'll be on instagram too what? so if you if you're on social media you you shouldn't miss it once we announce it I, i'm not gonna lie to you and i may i may actually be renting some places in uh bandera in, in February and January. So uh, <laughs> if you see a, a strange person, maybe in a tree or something with some <laughs> binoculars, uh, maybe some camo, don't think anything of it. Just keep teaching your class. Uh, don't, don't even pay attention to that. I'm, I'm just really, I'm just out bird watching and yeah. Um, no, it would also be, would be if, five monkeys in a tree. I got a seven year old who's mad at, Every moving creature. So <laughs> there it is. There it is. And then uh, four yeah, moving right. monkeys in a tree. Right. Be up. Right. So, <laughs> so uh, hey, we wish you nothing but uh, good luck in this. And um, I'm I'm super. I, I hope you sell out in your in your class. It sounds like you will. And it sounds like it's a lot of uh, knowledge that you're picking up. This guy's like, hey, he's number one in ICBA right now. So that's that's pretty awesome, man. It's yeah, definitely pretty freaking good. So. Um, well, I guess you can't see it's better than you. like it's the best you it's can be. It's the best you can be. It's if you're it number is. one, you're not. It's the best you can be right now. So, if you're not first, you're last. That's right. This That's right. True. Well, Ricky Bobby, <laughs> Ricky, I love it. <laughs> hey. All right, we, we appreciated uh, uh, Philip. Hey, we hope to have you on um, in the future. So if you, if you have time, we'd love to have you back, bud. Without a doubt. And then also tell your wife thank you so much for feeding you the information tonight because we, we could hear her we in the background. We could hear her back there for sure. Uh, next time we need like two different setups. Uh, <laughs> we'll have in there. on as well. That's right. That's right. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, her turn's next. She can do the whole show. There nice. it is. Perfect. There <laughs> it is. I'll, I'll chirp in the background. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys take care, man. We'll holler at you later. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Great interview. That dude's a competition beast. Phillip's oh, cool, man. man. And he's, he just seems cool. Like, yeah, we cool. like that dude. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, without a doubt. I, I can remember when I first met him. Uh, I was like, okay, it's Lucky Charms over here. Man, he got like a, the biggest, reddest beard. I was like, where's I'm like looking around like, where's James at? He's got a big red beard, you know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, this guy's this guy's winning. And, and he's good at what he a does. A lot. Yeah, and he's sure. cooking a lot. A lot. The dedication shows with the amount of wins that he's had, so... Hey, congratulations yeah. to this guy. I mean, honestly, I didn't know. I mean, he was cooking that much, dude. That that is crazy. Yeah. yeah. If you're, but here's the dude. deal. If 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 you're doing it, you know, I, I'll tell you a similarity that I noticed talking to him and with uh, Mo Kason was both of them were like, "I'm cooking." They had that mentality that I am going to cook. I'm going to be the best I can be. And Mo was like. He, I don't know if it's equal to as many cookoffs as what he was saying, but it was right there. Right, like he was right. And he was yeah. traveling, grinding every weekend. Right, right. Yeah. one yeah. man band You're early on in Mo's uh, career. That's right. Sure. right. But, but but if you think of, well, I mean, if you think of, that's it's very very similar to what I mean. I guess the careers, if you look at it, and I, hell, I I'd, I'd probably venture to say that Phillips got more wins, more grand champions. He's got a lot. And Mo does. I'll tell you what, man. It helps that, you know, you have the, the support from your significant other, you know, your spouse. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's, that's totally key. Your family. I mean, that, you're from your family. That makes that a big key. deal for sure. It Hell is. Yeah, it, it is. And, and listen, we all do, yeah. right? We, 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 we all do. So, or if not, we wouldn't be here doing this tonight. So. Correct. Let's go ahead and thank them real true. quick. This is true. Thanks, babe. Thanks, babe. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, the people, go, go check out the LC BBQ shop dot com yeah to check out all of uh phillips injections and and rubs a lot of i mean some of them i can't really speak of because i've never really tried them but i can tell you for sure the foul play is legit and i can tell you for sure we tried the 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 pork uh, yeah. the boss hog we tried it yep. over thanksgiving with all the pork butts that we did a lot of good feedback for john john's uh, fundraiser and then the uh, the certified rub that he has, I mean, it was freaking fantastic. I still have some guys, and y'all guys want to try it. Y'all can y'all can try it, but I loved it. I want to try the last call, but people out there, try it for yourself and, and let us know what you think. For sure, Matt, what do you think, homie? It's a good interview. <laughs> Perfect, man. If you my were, thoughts exactly. <laughs> So As I'm you, wearing gloves. I don't know. Nobody thank you to Philip Breeden with LC Barbecue. We appreciate you coming on, and hopefully we'll have him back on soon again. Right. LC Lucky Charms. Right. Lucky Charms. Yeah. yeah. Lucky Charms. Yep. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. All right. See you all tomorrow. We've been great. Peace. Dang it, Bobby. Just grab the brisket. Thanks for listening, guys. Special thanks to our sponsors, Jealous Devil Charcoal, Getty, Cooley Nation, Cambro Manufacturing, Texas Brew Hopper, Smoke Sheet, and Fiesta Spices. For more information on those companies, please check out our website at grabthebrisket.com.